Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We're going to go baseball solid for the next 12, 15 minutes here. And uh, for that, we call on one of our buds from CBS Sports dot com baseball writer mike axisa joins me here on cbs sports radio mike been a minute how you been bud i'm doing well how are you good appreciate you coming on board it's funny because uh half an hour ago here on the show i mentioned i had not seen any trades come down today as we get that much closer to the trade deadline which is friday at four o'clock thought we might get something done on a weekend and nothing got done today until like 15 minutes ago when I saw Jeff Passan put up that the San Diego Padres had acquired uh, second baseman slash outfielder Adam Frazier from the Pirates, an all-star Adam Frazier, the guy who owns uh, who leads all of Major League Baseball and hits Adam Frazier, knew he was on the market, knew he was going to be available, didn't think the Padres was where he was going to land. Uh, there is no word yet as to what they've given up. I'm sure it's going to be prospects. How good those prospects are, we'll have to see. But are you, like me, kind of surprised that Adam Frazier ends up in San Diego? I am. Uh, I am, and I'm not, because, I mean, it was obvious that Frazier was going to get traded at some point, and it doesn't look like San Diego was, like, an obvious fit for him. But at the same time, the way the Padres have behaved for the last two years, you really can't rule them out on anything. They just keep bringing in good players and they say, we're going to make it work. We'll figure out the roster spots, where they fit exactly. And Frazier is the kind of guy who could really, I mean, he could fit every contender. I mean, he's primarily a second baseman, but he's played the outfield. He's played third. He hasn't played much shortstop, but I think if you had a pinch, you could put him there. So he's the kind of guy you could just put anywhere on your roster and, you know, if you're upgrading on whether it's – he's not going to be a bench guy, but you're knocking someone off your bench to put him in the lineup. Uh, I mean, it's a clear upgrade for the Padres. And no matter where he plays, and I don't think he's going to be a 330 hit roll season. I mean, that's that's not who he is. But he's a really good player, and he covers them all over the field. It's just a really smart move from a team that – I mean, you just don't see teams behave like this where they just keep adding players. A lot of teams are just like, well, you know, we're, we're good enough as it is, or maybe we'll get one or two guys. But the Padres, it's like it's just never enough. They just keep going. If you're a Padre fan, you have to appreciate the aggressive nature of the organization. You're right. They just keep adding and adding and adding and adding. Uh, but you did mention that Frazier has been phenomenal this year. And you have to expect a little regression to the mean. He's been a nice hitter, nice player in his Major League career, but not all-star level, not lead all of Major League Baseball and hit level. Is San Diego acquiring him at the wrong time? No, I don't think so. Um you know, they're the kind of lineup where, I mean, they're not going to need Frazier to come in and, and, like, save their season or anything. The lineup's certainly good enough that he could just kind of blend in and be one of the guys instead of being the guy. I mean, that's what he was with, with Pittsburgh, really. But, um, no, they're, they're I mean, the Padres are smart. They know he's not going to hit 330 all year. They're not going to expect this player next year. They're just looking for somebody who gives him some versatility. He's 
one of the toughest hitters to strike out in baseball. He's got one of the lowest strikeout rates, and that's in demand these days because there's just so many strikeouts in the game. So they're just looking for that that versatility, somebody they know is going to put the bat on the ball, and 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 not be, they don't need him to be the guy. They just need him to be one of the guys, and he's like the perfect complimentary piece of them, a real high-end complimentary piece. A couple names been kicked around the last few days that have apparently – Turn down contract extensions. Top flight young players who haven't reached uh, arbitration eligibility yet or just within arbitration eligibility and have a couple of years to go for free agency. And I'm referring to uh, Byron Buxton of the Twins and Joey Gallo of the Rangers. Knew that the Twins had talked to Buxton before and they tried to rekindle talks, didn't go anywhere. That's the first I had heard of any serious talks between the Rangers and Gallo. Um, smart move by their teams, take one last shot to try and get the guy and make him part of your uh, base and your future, and then if not, turn around and trade him? Do you see both Buxton and Gallo going between now and the trade deadline? Uh, I think Gallo's more likely to go than Buxton, and and Gallo has said he would like to remain in Texas long term, but he's also a Scott Boris client, and Boris has a reputation of, of taking his best clients out into free agency, that's not universally true, but most of the time that's what he does. And, and you know, they, I don't know if they've made an offer yet or if they've just talked about an offer, but it sounds like they're, they're trying something and we haven't really seen any numbers. And I don't know, it just seems like maybe one last ditch, ditch effort and they could say, you know, well, we tried to sign him, so we have to trade him. I think Gallo is, is likely to go before the deadline Friday. The Buxton situation is, is it's so complicated because – when he's healthy and when he's on the field, he plays like an MVP. He just is never healthy. He's on the injured list all the time. Yep. So you have to bake that into the contract. Teams that are interested in trading for him, and there will be a lot of them, they have to consider that too because you can't just say, well, I know I'm going to get this guy for the next two months, the next two months of this year, and then all of next year too before he's a free agent because he might only play 60 games over the next year and a half. I mean, that's just the track record. That's what it is. You know, the – the word on the contract extension, I think it was six years and $70 million, something like that, with incentives based on playing time. So if he does stay healthy, he gets more money. I just feel like the Buxton contract did the whole thing. The contract trade negotiations, I feel like that's so complicated. I don't think that's going to get done before the trade deadline. I don't think it's – there's zero chance he's traded. I think there's a chance, but I think it's more likely this is something that happens in the offseason when – they could really kind of sit down and take their time instead of rushing to get it done before Friday. And then if you can stay healthy for the latter stages of the year, that would give the team acquiring them a little bit more confidence on how much they're going to get on them going forward. Uh, yeah. Mike Exisa, CBSSports.com, uh, MLB writer with us here on CBS Sports Radio. All right. Um, you mentioned uh, Scott Boris. Let me ask you about another Boris client. That would be uh, Stephen uh, Strasburg. Uh, we know that Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg, both guys, front end for the Nationals, both have had their fair share of injury issues. Strasburg is signed long term, but Scherzer is not. Scherzer is on the final year of his contract. His name is cropped up a little bit in trade conversation. Um, the Nationals will be paying him deferred money for years and years and years to come. And I've even seen speculation. They'll trade him, then they'll re-sign him when the year's over and done with. Uh, do you think that Max Scherzer has any chance? The all-star starter from this year and multiple-time Cy Young Award winner, is he going to be a rental? Yeah, you know, I think it's I think it's a legitimate possibility. 
The Nationals, I mean, they just got swept by the Orioles this weekend. I think they're eight games out in the division. They can look at the wild card because the NL West is so good. So, I mean, they're really they're out of the race. Um, and Scherzer, I mean, he has a full no-trade protection here, so he is in complete control. If he doesn't want to go anywhere, he's not going anywhere. He could pretty much pick his next team if he wants. I think, I mean, Scherzer, I think he's 37 now. I don't know if he's going to want to spend one of his last few seasons just kind of running out the clock with the Nationals here. I think he's going to want to go somewhere where he can win a World Series. And, and I mean, just looking at it from afar, I mean, the Dodgers make perfect sense. They need starters badly with, with Kershaw, Hurt, and, and Bauer. You can't expect Bauer to come back at this point. And obviously they're a World Series contender. It makes perfect sense for them. The money is not really a problem. I think that's something that could be easily worked through. I think he's still got like $120 million deferred coming to him. It's, it's like an insane amount there. But I think, you know, you're just talking about whatever's left on him this season, whatever's left on his contract this season. I feel like that could be worked out. And really it's just a question of where does Scherzer want to go? And it's entirely possible that, yeah, he might re-sign with the Nationals next year because I don't think they're going to go into a rebuild. And, you know, he likes it there. He makes his home there full time. You know, that's, that's, it seems like a good fit there. But, I mean, if you could rent him out for two months, basically, and he wants to go and try to win another ring somewhere, I feel like if you're the Nationals, you got to explore that at least. All right, Mike, need your take on the Yankees. Crushing defeat today. Their pitcher, Domingo Herman, has a no-hitter going into the bottom of the eighth today. Gives up a hit, gets yanked. Luizica comes in, four straight hits. Uh, Britain gives up a couple of narrated runners. Before you know it, the Yankees lose 5-4. They go from up 4 nothing with a no-hitter in play to losing the game 5-4. Uh, not only is it a loss, but it's the kind of loss that sticks with you. We have just uh, six days to go to trade the, down to five now, if you count today over. Are the Yankees a seller, a buyer, a holder? What is Brian Cashman going to do after what happened today? Yeah, it's like they don't, the Yankees, they don't like suffer normal losses. It seems like every time they lose, it's like this crushing blown leader or it's just something dramatic. And at this point, I don't think there's any chance they're going to sell. I mean, they still think they're only three and a half games out of the wild card spot. I mean, forget about the division at this point. Just you're three and a half out of the wild card spot. You're chasing like the Mariners and the Athletics. You're not chasing like these powerhouse teams. They have they have some clear needs. They clearly need another outfielder. They need a starting pitcher. The bullpen has been a problem lately, but I I feel like that's less of a need uh, than the rotation and and the outfield just because just because of the personnel they had down there. Like Weiss had given up four hits today. That was an outlier for him. He's been fantastic all season and. Chapman's kind of turning his season around. Britain's finally healthy. I feel like you have the pieces in the bullpen to at least kind of right the ship there. But the outfield, they need help. Rotation, they could use another starter. I think they're going to add prior to Friday. I don't think they're going to go big. They want to stay under the luxury tax threshold, so they only have about $3 million to spend. And I just don't see them blowing through the threshold after they work so hard to get under. I don't see them blowing through it when they're looking at going on the road in the wild card game. I don't think if they were in first place in the division or something like that, if they had a chance to win the division, I think then maybe they would do it. But the way this season is gone, it feels like everything that could go wrong is going wrong. I don't think they're going to do anything dramatic. They'll probably add a couple smaller pieces and just kind of hope the guys on the roster will play better than they have. And even though they've been waiting for them to do that pretty much all season. Guy, I want to uh, ask you about because I just don't understand it. Sometimes you got to read on a player, and you're right, and you project them to become a star, and you look like a genius. And other times you go there, and the guy just never develops. I thought Nomar Mazzara was that kind of player. 
uh, when he came up to the Rangers and showed the ability to hit at age 21, I thought the sky's the limit for this guy. And he basically has been an average player at best for the last several years in Texas. This year with Detroit, the Tigers have seen enough and uh, asked his uh, unconditional uh, release waivers this week. Did I just woefully overrate him? Is there more than meets the eye there? What the hell happened to Nomar Mazzara? You know, this is something that it's it's not just Mazzara. It seems like something that's happened with a lot of these young Rangers hitters in, in recent years. Look at Rough Neto Door. He was... His first, like, two years in the big leagues, he was great. He had 30 home runs at, like, age 21 as a middle infielder, which is very rare. And then he just went backwards, and he just stopped hitting. And the same kind of thing happened with Mazzara, where they, they're these great prospects, and then they get to the big leagues, and they just don't get better. And, like, the, the development just kind of stalls out. And I don't know what it is with, with Texas. There's certainly some blame that belongs to the player, obviously. As you see, Joey Gallo certainly took that next step, and – um, Mazzaro, there were always some questions about his, his approach, whether he would really kind of fully tap into his power if he had just kind of the strike zone knowledge to really get into it. That hasn't really advanced, and he's a, not a good defensive outfielder at all. So you're basically looking at a DH who, who doesn't – it's not that he doesn't know the strike zone, but he doesn't make the best swing decisions. And uh, it just seems like – I don't know. It just It's not coming together for him with the, with the pitch recognition – He's still so young. I think he's only 26 or 27. He might hook on somewhere else, but at this point, I mean, you've got like 3,000 plate appearances saying this guy just isn't a good hitter, and it's not like he could fall back on defense and base running. So, his, you know, if you flame out with the Tigers at this point, you don't really have many other stops to go. I think he'll get another shot somewhere, but I don't know. It's not looking good for him. All right. Need your take on a team that I think is sitting right there in the middle of being well-advised to be aggressive and try and upgrade their chances, but a couple of losses in a row, and you can absolutely make the argument, no, buying would be foolish, better to stay put and or sell and try and go on a little bit of a rebuild step, and that's the Phillies. They won an exciting game today. Arnola pitched a heck of a ball game for them, so they split four games with the Braves. They're four back of the Mets in the East, and that's all they can play for because the NL West is going to have three playoff teams, so they're even further back in the wild card. Uh, the Mets are, are, are on top on merit, but they aren't great and haven't been great all year. Philly's got some reasons in their lineup for you to say, yeah, this should be an above 500 team. They're at 500 right now. Where we sit, standings-wise and what their roster looks like, if Dave Dombrowski and asked you, hey, Mike, what would you do if you were me? What would you tell them? Uh, I think they should buy, clearly. You know, if they wanted to sell, I'm not even sure what they would sell because if you look at their core with, with Harper, Riamuto, Aranola, Zach Wheeler, these guys are all they're in their prime. They're signed long-term. This is you got to try to win with those guys. Unless you're going to do something crazy like trade Zach Wheeler, who's been fantastic this season, really since getting to Philadelphia, he's been outstanding. Unless you're going to do something crazy like that, you don't really have much to sell. So you might as well just buy. And buying for them involves taking on money because they don't have great prospects. There's just not that much else to sell. I mean, you're not going to get much for Hector Neris. You're not going to get much for Gene Segura at this point. Even though Segura's played well, it's just that he makes a lot of money and teams don't want to take on money at this point. So, yeah, I think they clearly have to buy. And if there's a way they could buy that, they're not just buying rentals for this year. Like, like Craig Kimbrell would be kind of an obvious target there. He's got a club option for next year. It's expensive, but the Phillies can afford it. And you need a bullpen. You need somebody in that bullpen to really kind of lock things down. 
feel like that's the kind of movie they would make where they, they pick up somebody who's maybe making some money because then they'd have to give up less prospects and kind of build a roster around their core because the core is good. They just have a lot of the bullpen needs help. They need a center fielder. Kind of question was kind of, you know, second base. And I don't know, it's been kind of a revolving door lately. Uh, so I think they should buy clearly, even though they're only four games out. That's nothing. Uh, the Mets haven't exactly, you know, they haven't been great this season. And so I think that's within reach. So I would buy. There's just not that much to sell unless they're going to do something completely crazy, like completely tear it down. There's just, it's just not worth selling there. I don't think you're going to move the needle with any trades. Gotcha. Speaking of Kimbrell, he's got several teammates right now with the Cubs that have been uh, bandied about in Rumor Mill Central. Uh, Bryant and Baez, guys whose contracts are up at the end of the season. Uh, to this point, nothing has happened. Are the Cubs going to completely tear it down, partially tear it down? How do you think it shakes out in Chicago over the next five days? I think it's most of a teardown. I think Baez is the one guy who they would keep long term. He seems most likely to stay inside an extension. Rizzo is kind of in that mix, though. There's a little bit more smoke there where it sounds like he might be moved uh, prior to Friday. But Bryant's a goner. Kimbrell's a goner. A goner. Zach Davies is a rental starter. He's going to be traded. Uh, some of their other bullpen guys, like Ryan Tapera, Andrew Shaven, they're all free agents. They're all having good years. And if you're going to take a step back and maybe they don't want to use the word rebuild, but just restock. I mean, those guys were obvious trade chips then. So I think I think they'll certainly move Kimbrell, certainly move Bryant. And then, you know, you keep Baez, and they, 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 don't want to, they don't want this to be a bottoming out where they finish in last place for four straight years or whatever it is. They would like to contend within a year or two. And that's not unreasonable because the rest of that division is horrible. I mean, the Brewers are really good this year, but their payroll means that they're never going to be that super team. So, yeah, the Cubs are they're smart to trade their impending free agents, I think. And it really shouldn't be a bottoming out where they – have to go through a prolonged rebuild like they did a few years ago. So I think you're going to see them sell, probably keep one or two of their guys and keep them long-term. All right, let's finish up with the team that deserves the last word because they've been the biggest surprise in baseball this year. They've got the best record in baseball. That would be those San Francisco Giants at 62-37. and 37. Best record in all of it. They've got a two and a half game lead, three and a loss column over the Dodgers, who are a stone cold lock to be a playoff team. And they will be, but as of right now, they'd be a wild card team and they'd have to play the Padres in a one game uh, win and go home situation. No one saw that coming. Uh, kudos to them. Congrats to their players, their manager, their general manager, Farhan Zaidi. Uh, they've done it without adding many things over the offseason. Guys who were already in place just stepped up and regained their level of play, which mm, I didn't see coming, and I don't know uh, too many other people who did. Does Zadie do something to solidify that position and go out and make an acquisition to upgrade this team? Or does he say, hey, we've been doing it all year like this. Why mess with something that's working? No, I think they're definitely going to add. I think when you're you have the best record in baseball, you're in first place. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your fans to to try to improve your team and try to win a World Series. I don't think Zaidi is going to blow up his like master plan or anything like that. He's not going to see him gut the farm system to make that big name trade or whoever that would end up being. But I think they're going to do something. They could probably use more pitching, especially like in the middle of the bullpen. You know, maybe another outfield bat. They could use like one more really good hitter. Those are the kind of moves that, you know, Chris Bryant there would actually be a really good fit because Bryant has played a bunch of outfield this year. I don't know if that'll happen, but I'm just kind of throwing that out there. But I do think 
yeah, the Giants will add. I mean, when you have the best record in baseball, you gotta put yourself, give yourself the best chance to go out and win a World Series. Even though, even though you might be there by surprise, you know, maybe didn't expect to be there, it happened. The season's more than halfway over. Over, we're pretty much in August now. So yeah, they're gonna add. I don't think it'll be anything massive. I'm not gonna see them really kind of give away their best prospects. But yeah, they're definitely gonna add. Mike, good stuff. We appreciate you hopping aboard. Know you're going to be busy all week long, keeping an eye on all of this stuff. We'll be checking you out on CBSSports.com. Thanks for hopping on with us today. Sure thing. Mike Axisa, baseball writer for CBSSports.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.